Last week we began a look at Psalm 119. We mentioned last week that it is the longest chapter in the Bible. And we also saw that it is dedicated almost exclusively to our relationship to God's Word. We looked at and I mentioned the fact that it is written in a very unique poetic way. It's written in what is called a Hebrew acrostic, meaning that every eight verses uh, begin with a particular letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So in ours, it would be kind of like the each of the first eight verses would begin with the letter A, and then 9 through 16 would begin with the letter B, and so on, only those are the Hebrew letters, uh, not the English letters. And if you have an edition like mine, you see those Hebrew letters written uh, above each of the eight uh, verses as it separates it out. Today we're going to do something a little bit different, and I know that some of you know that I'm not the brightest person all the time. And sometimes I don't think the way I ought to think. And really, this lesson should have been last week's lesson. But I didn't think about it in time. And so this week, it's going to be this week's lesson. But you can pretend that it's last week if you you want to. Uh, But we are going to do something a little bit different today. And that is we are going to read, I am going to read... The entire 119th Psalm. Now, before any of you, I know, I know you people. And some of you people are already thinking that, boy, Tim sure was lazy this week. He couldn't come up with a sermon or didn't have time to come up with a sermon. And so he's, he's going to read, you know, the 119th Psalm. Let me just assure you that is not the case. I had a sermon ready from the 119th Psalm. But the more I started reading and the more I started looking at it, the more I was just called, if you want to call it that, to read this to the congregation in the midst of the congregation this morning. And then I was also reminded of Paul's instructions to Timothy. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13, Paul writes, until I come... Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Now, I do a lot of preaching, and I do a lot of teaching, and in with that comes some public reading of the Scripture. But I think Paul had a little more in mind than that. When Josiah was presented with the book of the law that had been lost... The first thing he did was, as he stood up before the nation of Israel, he himself and read the book of the law. As Nehemiah was getting ready to finish the finishing touches on the, the wall and the temple were being built, Ezra stood up amongst the people and read the book of the law. Now, I challenge you this morning, you may either read along in your Bible or it will be up here on the screen behind me. You can read along or you can meditate on but not sleep on the scriptures. And my challenge is, and this is why it felt right to do this. My challenge to you and me is to listen And ask ourselves the question, do I have the same relationship 
reaction or emotion as our author does towards God's word. We can talk about how important God's word is and it is. But what is more important is what is our reaction, our relationship to God's word. So beginning in verse 1. Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I do not neglect your word. Do good to your servant and I will live. I will obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws all the time. You rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and who stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt for I keep your statutes. Through Though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statutes are my delight, they are my counselors. I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I recounted my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Let me understand the teaching of your precepts. Then I will meditate on your wonders. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me through your law. I have chosen the way of truth. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, O Lord. Do not put me, do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your command, for you have set my heart free. Teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees, then I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I will find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and and not toward selfless gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts. Preserve my life in your righteousness. May your unfailing love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I will answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch the word of truth from my mouth, for I put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and ever. 
I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings, and I will not be put to shame. For I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mock me without restraint, but I do not turn from your law. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, and I find comfort in them. Indignation grips me because of the wicked who have forsaken your law. Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodge. In the night, I remember your name, O Lord, and I will keep your law. This has been my practice. I obey your precepts. You are my portion, O Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. At midnight, I rise up to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I am a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with your love, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. Do good to your servant according to your word, O Lord. Teach me knowledge and good judgments, for I believe in your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I keep your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I have put my hope in your word. I know you, O Lord, that your laws are righteous, and in faithfulness you have afflicted me. May your unfailing love be my comfort, according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause, but I will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. May my heart be blameless toward your decrees that I may not be put to shame. My soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes fail looking for the promise. I say, when will you comfort me? Though I am like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your decrees. How long must your servant wait? When will you punish my persecutors? The arrogant dig pitfalls for me contrary to your law. All your commands are trustworthy. Help me, for men persecute me without cause. They almost wiped me from the earth. But I have not forsaken your precepts. Preserve my life according to your love, and I will obey the statutes of your mouth. Your word, O Lord, is eternal.
It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day. For all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. Save me, for I am yours. I have sought out your precepts. The wicked are waiting to destroy me, but I will ponder your statutes. To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path, so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my mouth. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, O Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. I hate double-minded men, but I love your law. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Away from me, you evildoers, that I may keep the commands of my God. Sustain me according to your promise and I will live. Do not let my hopes be dashed. Uphold me and I will be delivered. I will always have regard for your decrees. You reject all who stray from your decrees for their deceitfulness is in vain. All the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore, I love your statutes. My flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. I've done what is righteous and just. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Ensure your servant's well-being. Let not the arrogant oppress me. My eyes fail looking for your salvation, looking for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your love and teach me your decrees. I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. It is time for you to act, O Lord. Your law is being broken. Because I love your commands more than gold, more than pure gold. And because I consider your precepts right, I hate every wrong path. Your statutes are wonderful. Therefore, I obey them. The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I open my, my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Redeem me from the 
oppression of men, that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your decrees. Streams of tears flow from my eyes for your law is not obeyed. Righteous are you, O Lord, and your laws are right. The statutes you have laid down are righteous. They're fully trustworthy. My zeal wears me out for my enemies ignore your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested and your servant loves them. Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is everlasting and your law is true. Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands are my delight. Your statutes are forever right. Give me understanding that I may live. I call with all my heart. Answer me, O Lord, and I will obey your decrees. I call out to you, save me. And I will keep your statutes. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. My eyes stayed open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your laws. Those who have devised wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. Yet you are near, O Lord. And your commands are true. Long ago, I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. Look upon my suffering and deliver me, for I have not forgotten your law. Defend my cause and redeem me. Preserve my life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek out your decrees. Your your compassion is great, O Lord. Preserve my life according to your laws. Many are the foes who persecute me, but I have not turned from your statutes. I look on the faithless with loathing, for they do not obey your word. See how I love your precepts. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your love. All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. Rulers persecute me without cause. But my heart trembles at your word. I rejoice in your promise like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. I wait for your salvation, O Lord, and I follow your commands. I obey your statutes, for I love them greatly. I obey your precepts and your statutes, for all my ways are known to you. May my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. May my lips overflow with praise, for you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. May my hand be ready to help me, for I... May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let me live, that I may praise you, and may your law sustain me. I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. That may have been difficult. To listen 
that long to just the reading of the scripture. But I think especially for this particular psalm, it was important. Because this psalm, as we mentioned, is all about what is our relationship to God's word. And as we went through and we read and, and, and you listened and we saw how sincere the author was concerning the laws and the statutes and the commands and the precepts and the promises of God. And you could feel the intensity as he wrote that I will follow them all the days of my life. I will not turn from them, that they have saved me, that they are my hope. That they are my joy, that I will meditate on them. And then you feel the frustration as he thinks about the world in which he lives that have turned away from the law of God, that have turned away from God's word. Now, I believe, and I think that is probably the case, that he's talking about Israelites. He's talking about Israel who had God's word. Who knew God's word and yet turned away from God's word. You can go back to Josiah, the story I mentioned at the beginning. And how sad it is that the word of the Lord was lost. What? And that it was only because Josiah wanted to rebuild the temple and make it look look nice again. That the workers uncovered it in the basement, essentially. Of the temple. We want to make sure. That in our hearts. And in our souls. That the word of God. Is never lost. Not meaning just. That we set the Bible aside. And never read it. Or listen to it. Or whatever you know. And it collects dust. That could happen. But we want to make sure. That the word of God. Is never lost in our hearts. As James said. It's not enough. Just to hear the word of God. We've got to do what it says. As we mentioned last week, Jesus says, those who hear these words of mine and put them into practice are like the wise man who builds his house upon the rock. And we want to be that wise man. I've said this over and over and over again to y'all. And I say it over and over and over again to the young people when I teach them. It is not enough to know that this is God's word. You've got to know God's word. You've got to know it for yourself. You've got to study it for yourself. You've got to meditate on it for yourself. So that you can apply what God has said to your life and your situation and make it meaningful to you. Because as the Hebrew writer said, God's word is alive and active. But only if we allow it to be alive and active in our hearts and in our lives. I wanted to kind of close out this morning. Not that we're close to closing out, but close out this morning. But as I was going through and reading Psalm 19 over and over again. By the way, I read it faster to y'all than I did to myself, apparently. But as I was reading it, I was looking at the times in which the writer used metaphors. To talk about God's word. And some of these aren't exactly metaphors. But we're going to pretend they are. So you English majors. I know this isn't necessarily right. But just 
Those of you who aren't English majors, we don't know the difference anyway, do we? So we're going to go with that. So in Psalm 19, in verse 24, the writer says that God's commands, that his laws, that his words are his counselors. Let me ask you, where do you get your advice? Where do you get your advice for life? You know, there are books and books and books out there of self-help and psychology and and all these other different things that, that, that will help you through life. And you know, there are times in which we need advice. But advice is only as good as the person from whom you get that advice. Nobody in here is going to come seek my advice on electricity. You're not going to come help me. You're not going to ask me to wire your house. Because most of you know my experience in that realm, field, thank you. And you don't want my help there. You do not want my advice on fishing. Why not? I don't fish. My advice would be go to the yeah go go, go to AJ's like we did Thursday. You know, that's my advice on fishing. Now you want my advice on some other things, maybe I can help. But if we need advice on serious matters of life, we may get a little help here and there from each other. But ultimately, we go to the word of God. How many times in that psalm did the writer say, your statutes are true. Your laws are trustworthy. I know that they are right. Your promises are fulfilled. God knows what he's talking about. He is our creator. He is our sustainer. If we want to know how to live our life, isn't that who we ought to be going to? And it's not that complicated. We've said this before. Are there things in the Bible that are really, really complicated? Yes. There are some things in the Bible that I do not understand. I don't, I don't know what that meant. I have no idea. But you know those things that are complicated... Those things that are really difficult to understand, almost never, if not always never, have to do with how we live our lives before God. He's been pretty clear about that. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Forgive others as God has forgiven you. Put on compassion and kindness. And in all these things, love, which sums them all up together. Not difficult, are they? Well, not difficult to understand. Maybe a little difficult to put into action. But God's word is our counselor.
Secondly, he said in there a couple times that the word of God is more precious than silver or gold. Is that true in our lives? Do we really value God's word? You know, I think that in our lives, because God's word is so readily available to us, that we don't appreciate it enough. You know, we talked last week about the times in which just owning a copy of the Bible was such a privilege and cost a great amount of money. We were talking again this morning in the junior high class about the Ethiopian who had come from Jerusalem and had a scroll of Isaiah. There is no telling how much he paid for that scroll of Isaiah. And I understand that this in and of itself technically is just paper and ink, right? It's just paper and ink. And those of you out there who are electronically motivated, you don't even have paper and ink. You just got bytes and megabytes and whatever out there. And I know that maybe we should not, in a sense, worship and, 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 and think so much about the actual printed Bible, but it's more about what does it mean to us in our hearts. It's not about the paper and ink. It's about the fact that it's God's word. It's about the fact that as Paul said in Timothy, that all scripture is God breathed as if God breathed the words on the page. Whoa. Now it's more than paper and ink. Now it's more than terabytes or whatever it is out there. It is God's word and we ought to treasure it. He says it is sweeter than honey. What is our reaction to God's word? Are there, have there been times in your life when God's word is bitter to you? I don't know why God said that. I don't know why. I, I'm just not, I'm not going to do that. Years ago, teaching the junior high class the Sermon on the Mount. Had a little, little boy in there, 6th, 7th grade, I don't remember. And we were going through it and I read the part where it said, If your enemy strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And this is a quote. I don't care what the Bible says, I'm not going to do that. Now, you people and me, we're too smart. We would never say that out loud, would we? We would never say, I don't care what God says. I'm not going to do that. But what about our lives? Do we live our lives as if that's what we thought? It's the same thing. It doesn't matter. One is not any better than the other. Are we bitter towards God's word? Or is it sweet as honey? And then perhaps the most famous metaphors in Psalm 119. 
And I'll quote it from the King James because that's how we sing the song. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my way or path. This world is full of pitfalls. This world is full of darkness. This world is full of traps. But God's word lights up the way. It shows us evil. It tells us what to stay away from. Are we going to follow that light? Are we going to follow the lamp that God has given to us? We are blessed beyond belief for God's word. May we all have the same emotions of thankfulness, respect, and joy for God's word that we see in Psalm 19. If you're here this morning, there's some way we can help or encourage you. We invite you to come now as we stand and as we sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.